believers of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we should have that excitement, shouldn't we? We should have that excitement that it just bursts out from us when people encounter us. You know, people see us and we, we have that excitement that we just can't hold on to. And that's what I'd like to share with us today. It's, I'm trying, I would like to share excited, to get excited about Christ and to tell. But I'm going to open up a, pr- a quick prayer, I'm trying to say. Um, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that we can gather once again. We invite you, Holy Spirit, and I pray that you would take the word from my mouth and you would minister to the hearts of everyone present and even those watching online, that their hearts will be touched, their lives will be transformed in a way that best suits them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So yes, excitement. Getting excitement. I'm getting excited. You all know that excitement is quite contagious. Yeah, when you bump into someone, you're excited. You're laughing. They don't even know why, but they're just bubbling with you. Like, what is it? What is it? And being excited about our Lord and Savior is a powerful testimony. You just go around being excited about who Christ is inside of you. That's a huge testimony. When someone has no reason to be overjoyed, and yet they are excited about, about Christ, you know, it gets people interested in our faith. It gets people interested in the source of that excitement. And that excitement we have just might catch on to them. I mean, it's just like um, the woman, the Samaritan woman that met Jesus. Um, Most of you might know that story. She met Jesus at the well and Jesus ministered to her. She was so excited. Now, some of you that know me know that my head walks in a funny way sometimes. And so when things happen, I tend to have some soundtrack. And so I could just imagine her, like when I was reading the Bible, I was reading it. And then I just imagined her going, like as she was running to her fellow Samaritans, you know, I did. And I just can't hide it. Yeah. Well, sorry. That's why I'm no longer a member of the band. I've left there, you know, right now. But yeah, um, I just imagine that she was so excited and she couldn't quite keep that inside of her. So if we can, if you've got your Bibles, we'll read about her excitement and the effect it had. So could you please turn to John chapter, chapter 4, John chapter 4, verse um, 39. I'll read from 39. And it says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have... And we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Yep, so she got so excited she didn't keep it to herself. And the question is, first of all, how do we get excited about Christ? And how do we stay 
excited? Because, you know, our moods come up and down. One minute you're excited and something happens and it dips. But how do we get there? How do we get to that excitement? How do we stay excited? Um, for those of you that were in when the slides were going up, you saw what we're trying to encourage now. Um, the first 15 minutes challenge. Well, that's a good way to get excited about Christ. Now, I also know that as we're all different, certain things excite us and certain things keep us there. So I'm going to talk about three possible ways. So they're by no means the only ways, the only three ways to get excited. But I'll focus on just three. And the first point is chill out. Chill out with God. Spend some time connecting with God. Now, if you turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 4, it says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Yep, so whatever you've got in your heart, whatever it's full in your heart, that's what your mouth will speak of. And I just talked about the first 15 minutes challenge that we're doing in church. But I do know that not all of us do it. I mean, I would like to think I'm not the only one in a room this size who's gone, oh, I missed the first day, missed the second day. Maybe I'm not quite cut out for it. You know, and then you probably think about giving up. I'm, I'm just not a Bible reader. I'm not just not a prayer. I'm not a prayer kind of person. So let's put a look at it. I've got family here and I've got family abroad. And the business of life means that I don't call them. I don't communicate with them as much as I'd love to. But I don't give up on them and say, well, that's not my kind of thing. Or I suppose I should say, most importantly, they don't give up on me. They don't say, oh, she never calls. She never gets in touch put her aside. No, they don't. And that's what God does for us as well. God never gives up on us. He knows us. He knows me more than my parents know me, and yet they understand me. And how much more would God understand us? That's not a reason not to do it, but that's, in a way, a reason not to get discouraged when you miss a few days. And when Jesus went up to be with Jesus, he sent us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our helper who would help us connect, connect with God. So, um, right, let's imagine, let's imagine that you've got your loved one, child, friend, best friend, family member, sibling, loved one. And they've gone, they've, for whatever reason, they've had to go to the other side of the globe. Yep, so we're in the UK, perhaps Australia, or somewhere underneath the other side. And, um, but they've promised to always be with you. And how do they do it? They get you set up. They get the best Wi-Fi. I don't know, 5G, 6G, whatever. They get you the best Wi-Fi connection. And then use that as a way to communicate. And in a way, that's what the Holy Spirit is like to us. He's like our Wi-Fi to God. Yeah? So you've got your Wi-Fi, your friends down under, and... You stand, so this friend of yours, this loved one, knows you inside out. And you're feeling down, you're feeling upset, you're feeling troubled. And you send a private post to this person. And the person, knowing you all too well, 
sends you a reply, and that just makes you lighten up. It lifts your mood. And it's almost similar to what the Holy Spirit does for us. Yeah, so private posts equals private thought, you know, a private prayer. And you have that thought, and that's your post to God. And the Holy Spirit, your Wi-Fi, sends that to God. Yep, and then God sends you a word through our Wi-Fi, the Holy Spirit. And you get that lifting in your spirit. You get that encouragement inside of you. However, and this was a massive eye-opener, did you know that you can have the best Wi-Fi, yeah, the best connection, like uninterrupted, and your friends down under, uh, your, your friends, you know, across the globe, but you need a device, a computer, you need to get a smartphone, you need to get something, and then after you get it, you actually need to put it on. Yeah. Before you can enjoy the benefits of that Wi-Fi you've got, before you can do any kind of communication. Likewise, we've got the Holy Spirit. And he's here to help us communicate and connect with God. But we need to get the word of God. We need to open up God's word. We need to spend time praying. And that's why that whole first 15-minute challenge is a great way to get started if you're not already on it. So you do need to do something to get that, to enjoy the benefits of the Holy Spirit. But he's there. He's there to help us. And then with all of that connection going up, our hearts get filled with good things. Our, our heart gets filled with good. And when we speak, with that excitement, it just flows out, as we read in Luke chapter 6. It just flows out, you know, out of the abundance of the heart. Like, whatever good stuff we've got in, that's what we bring out. So that was point number one, which is chill out with God. Spend some time connecting with him. The second point is treasure memories and testimonies. Yeah, so let's reminisce on what the Lord has done for us. We've got, you know, some very spectacular testimonies, great, fantastic. But we've also got some tough times. Yeah, we've been through some very difficult, challenging times, and now we're out of those times. And if you reflect on it, you can actually see the hand of God. Yeah, you can see, actually... Because of God, I was able to go through this. Or you can say, God used X, Y, Z to bring me this far. So you get to see God in a way that you probably wouldn't have seen him. But it's not just a challenge. So we've got testimonies. We've got situations. We've got things that, good things that God's done for us. He always does good things anyway. And it's how about we dwell on those things, think on those things, ponder, reminisce on them, yeah? Um, I had this online quote says, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. So, yeah, like those tough times I just spoke about. Yeah, at the time, you might not really appreciate the, you know, the rough and the tough. 
But when you get out of it and you look back on it, when it's no longer present, it's now like a memory, you probably have a great appreciation for that tough time because as the song goes, what doesn't break you makes you stronger. And you know what? That's what God is. God would not give you anything that will crush you or allow you to go through anything that will crush you. And when experiences, when you reflect on them, when you reminisce on these experiences and you see how God's brought you through them, it should, I'd hope, get you excited in your spirit. You know, and then when one when when you've got that ex- excitement and one encounters that excitement, encounters you, that excitement is just in you. It's just bubbling inside of you. Yeah, I mean, you might not have gone through a very sweet time, but you knew God was in there with you. And so you're excited nevertheless. Yep. And that would take me into the third point, which is, so you've got all these testimonies that you've been reflecting on. You've got all of that for point number two. And then have one. Have one that you sort of share on the go. Yep. So that it becomes somewhat natural. And the reason why I say that is, um, you know, children are taught to, we encourage children to repeat things. Yep. So that they can master a new skill. If sharing your faith or sharing this excitement you have about Christ inside of you isn't natural or you don't think you're cut out for that kind of thing like I'm not that kind of person um well just have one pocket testimony handy yep so that you spent time in God's word you've been reflecting on all the goodness and all the good things God's done for you and then one comes up to you like what's that all about yeah remember last Sunday during the worship pastor was saying that when we walk up when we walk on the street we radiate hope yep So what if someone comes up to you and says, why are you so excited? What's this? Like they they can see you. They can see there's something in you and they want to know more. Well, you've got your pocket testimony handy. You can say, well, this is what God's done for me. And, you know, and then like after a while, it's not like you wear out that testimony because, you know, God's goodness is everlasting. But you then realize God's done so many and depending on who is talking to you, you might have an experience that's quite applicable or similar to what the person is going through. And then you can share that and you can encourage the person through that. Um, so if we can please turn our Bibles to Psalm 111, verse 1 and 2. It says... I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. And then Psalm 9 verse 1. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Yeah, so this is um, the psalmist talking about he's going to reflect on God's good deeds. He's going to give thanks to God with his whole heart. And that's what I was trying to say, actually, for point number two, when I was saying treasure those memories. 
We get those memories, reflect on them, we give God thanks for them. And all of that process builds up that excitement inside of us. And then when I talked about having that pocket testimony, if we look at First um, Peter, First Peter chapter 3, verse 1, yep, it says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give to everyone who asks you to give the reason for your hope, for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Now, when you experience God, when God does something great for you, know it's a fact. Like you know where you were before the encounter, and then you know where you are afterwards. But the chances are not everyone is going to really appreciate that. Yeah, not everyone would believe that that was the hand of God that brought you through, that gave you that healing, whatever it is. And that's all right. You've shared your testimony. You've told them why you're excited. You can't force them to believe you. And that's why here in Peter, it says towards the end, but do this with gentleness and respect. Yeah, so we're not going to say, hey, this is what God's done for me. I'm so excited. You've got to believe me. No, you know, do it with gentleness, do it with respect, having full regard and, and, you know, full consideration for where that person is at that point in time. But most importantly, you've sown a seed. They might not agree with you, but it's stuck in that you're excited while well, you say you're excited because this is what you think God's, this is what you know God's done for you. I don't know what time I've got left, but I have spoken three reasons why or how we can get excited and hopefully stay excited. And then, and it's not just staying excited, but let's tell, yeah? But when I was putting together my material on how should we tell, how can we share, I realized that there are so many ways, like there are as many ways that we've got people right here and so it's different. Yeah, what floats your boat, what rocks your boat doesn't necessarily rock somebody else's boat. But hopefully there is one thing that we could possibly all share. Now, during my 15 minutes challenge, because I've started on that. Um, so sometime this week when I did that, I, one of the, the um, topics of things I was reading through, talked about the power of influence. And I wrote some of the things um, that I got from there. It said that, now this is stuff that I didn't know. It said, everybody has influence. Sociologists say that over a lifetime, even the shyest, most introverted introverted person will influence about 10,000 people. So even if that shy, introverted person in, um, influenced only 10,000 shy people, yeah, and then those 10,000 shy people influence another 10,000 shy people each. I didn't come with my calculator to do math, but, you know, just carry on going on and on and on. And, you know, so really, I don't quite think we can say I'm not cut out for it. I'm not cut out for talking. I'm shy. I don't really talk much. Charles Spurgeon said, A man's life is always more forcible than his speech. 
When men take stock of him, they reckon his deeds as dollars and his words as pennies. Think about Daniel in the Old Testament. Yeah? Daniel, handsome guy, clever guy. He served under four kings. So he's a great guy. But if you read the book of Daniel, I think you've got the first chapter that talks about, probably the first chapter and the first few verses, it talks about how handsome he is and how intelligent he is, you know, quick to learn things. But that was not exactly, like the kings didn't summon Daniel because of his good looks. Yeah, it is because of that extraordinary spirit that he had inside of him. In fact, I mean, I'd like to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I don't think Daniel went around actively telling people about God. Yeah, like as we know evangelism to do today, like telling people about God, this is a God. I, he didn't do that. But his life did it. You know, we do know that Daniel was frequently praying. Damidly, like he would open up his windows and pray three times a day. He was spending time with God. Yeah, he was storing up good things inside of him. And those good things he had stored up inside of him started to show forth. So, yeah, I suppose we should look at our lifestyle as well. Because the more we get ourselves excited about God, the more we dwell on the good things that God's done for us, you know, we get so excited and then that shows, it manifests itself in our lifestyle. Like, yes, you know, Jesus said we should go out and spread the good news. In a way, that's our mandate. But our motivation to tell or to speak about Jesus should come from him not from guilt. So to go out now saying, oh man, I, I don't really talk about God like I should. Because it's not by your power. You just cannot do it. In fact, without, if you try to do it on your own, off your own back, your own strength, it can be intimidating. It can be daunting. Ask me, I know. <laughs> you know, it, it can be. But when you tap into the Holy Spirit, when you rely on the Holy Spirit to actually use you, and you don't even, like, you totally rely on him. You don't think, all right, I'm going to do X, Y. Like, you don't strategize about it. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, with all our loved ones, we all have loved ones, precious ones. And I don't think there's anyone here who goes out, wakes up in the morning and goes, right, so today I'm going to tell the first person I see about how wonderful my son is, how amazing my husband is, how great my family are. How You don't quite do that. However, if something comes up, yeah, you, you just say, oh, yeah, well, my husband did this, and so on and so on, and then God help you if you're talking to me, because I won't stop talking. You know, and that's how we should be. You know, we're so excited about something, it just overflows. Um, so just before I close, just um, a few things I want to say to wrap up is, you know, I'm sure you've all heard that we should pray for an opportunity to speak 
and share our faith. And that is very good. I really encourage it. I pray that prayer. But how about we flip that a little bit? Yeah. How about we pray, especially if you, if you don't really think you're cut out for that, like, I'm going to talk to somebody now about Jesus kind of thing. You want to, but you just don't think that's you. So how about you then ask, um, so we flip that, and lifestyle, do the initial talking. Yeah, let me walk up the street and someone approaches me with that question, like, why are you so excited? Hang on, didn't you go through X, Y, Z? Aren't you meant to be down? How come you... You see, then they've asked. Yeah? You've got your standby testimony excitement thing in your pocket. You've been spending your first 15 minutes in the Bible, you know, like worshiping, praying. You spent that coming, so you're already bubbling. And then they ask because they've seen your lifestyle. And then you start talking. Not of your own ability, not of your own power, but you start talking from the inside. Yeah, because you've been reflecting on God's word and like you're overflowing with the goodness of God. It might not feel great. They might look at you and things might not seem to be going in a way that matches your countenance. But that's why we've got God. And that's why we've got the Holy Spirit. And yeah, wrap up with that to say, be encouraged. Yeah, we can all do this. Like, it should be a natural part of us. It shouldn't be something that we really think about or lose sleep over to say, how can I share my faith? You know, like I said about Daniel, his lifestyle did all the talking. And then the kings came to him. They inquired. They asked him about his God. And then they acknowledged the greatness of his God. You know, let people look at you, look at your lifestyle and say, wow, if you're telling me all of this is because of your God, I want to know your God. Yeah, let your God impact my life. So just pray now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who you've given to us to help us here on earth, but also to connect us to you. Like that ultimate, in uninterrupted connection. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will, as we spend more time with you in your word, in your presence, praying and seeking your face, that you would fill, in, fill our heart with so much excitement that it will overflow. And out of that abundance, we would naturally share of your goodness. We give you praise, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome the band.